0: So what we watch anime So what we play leak We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy So what we watch anime So what we play leak We're just having fun We don't care who sees so, what we stay here, it don't bother me. Living young, pale, and nerdy. Hello, and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 68 for August 21st, 2016. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth, and we only have one person here this week, and it is not Andrew Aroa McFane. It is uh Jerry Parallax Abstraction Corcoran.
1: Someone even less important.
0: Yeah, no, actually. <laughs> S- saying that whole thing is kind of difficult without stuttering.
1: Yeah, I know it's it's yeah it's long and two very different names combined together. So
0: yeah, you, you, I think you, just one name is good. So you know, yeah, like Retin yeah. or Roa, not it's Parallax true. Abstraction.
1: Yeah, that's been a branding issue of mine for a while, but I've used that name since I was a teenager. I'm hard hard pressed to get rid of it, but I don't know. I'll see. Right. A lot of so, people just call me Parallax, which is easier.
0: That's probably easier, but that's not your full name. so. It's
1: not, but meh.
0: So anyway, uh, what games have you been playing? I know we were talking a little bit earlier. You uh, streamed No Man's Galaxy is what I was going to say. No Man's You're streaming um, Mario Galaxy, Super Mario yeah, Galaxy.
1: Arguably One Man's Galaxy. Uh, yeah, no, I've been streaming... Um... Super Mario Galaxy Two, because I I beat the first one back when it came out, and then I actually bought the second one when it when it the day it shipped, and then I never played it because I got distracted by other things and then forgot about it, and was like, man, this you know the first one was so good, I'm sure the second one's good, so I wanted to play that before Deus Ex came out on Tuesday, and uh, version five of the Dolphin emulator recently came out, which uh, basically allows you to take Wii games and pretty much make them look like Wii U games because uh, it supports upscaling and it'll apply a whole bunch of anti-aliasing and stuff to them. And it basically, because Nintendo's art style is so good, it basically makes a 480p Wii game look like a Wii U game. It's kind of nuts. That's pretty and, awesome. And uh, I bought a $20 accessory called the Dolphin Bar, uh, which is literally a USB sensor bar that has a Bluetooth receiver in it for pairing up Wii remotes. And it's literally built to work with the Dolphin emulator, um, so I've actually I actually played it with a legit Wii remote through my PC. Worked a Jake for a $20 thing, it's freaking fantastic. Um, uh, and yeah, I I streamed the whole thing. Um uh so I was playing through the game and it looked obviously a lot better than it did on the Wii. Um, I think I was talking in my chat about this today. I think I probably still like Super Mario Galaxy 1 more, but just by a little bit. Uh they're both exceptional games, and I Hope beyond hope that Nintendo will give us a Galaxy 3 on the NX. That would be really awesome.
0: So I, I played uh Galaxy, I think, one once. Yeah. And I didn't like it.
1: Okay. I mean it's the biggest thing with it, right, is that it's it it it, it makes good use of the Wii remote and waggle controls and whatnot, but it is still that.
0: Yeah, and that's um, the that's the problem I had was that um I honestly could not wrap my head around the controls.
1: It takes a while. Um, the first, wor- th- when you play those games, you get through like the first world and it feels like you're kind of like, ah, this doesn't make sense. And then it sort of clicks after a while, but it takes a little bit to do that. And uh, when yeah. I first started playing this too, I was like, I don't remember this being this difficult. And then it, it got way easier going, going on from there. But, it's, uh, but the neat thing is, is if you do play it through Dolphin, uh, Dolphin actually has the means to map uh, a standard controller to the game. And uh, so you can make it so that basically a button on a pad equals like the equivalent of shaking the controller uh, for those moves or and in the galaxy games you use sort of a mouse pointer with the Wii remote to pick up uh, star bits that drop but you can actually and a buddy of mine did this apparently you can set up dolphin to use a controller so that the right stick controls that pointer. Because the camera is uh, yeah. automated, yeah. it works. Rem- he said it worked great. He actually beat the first game that way, and he said, "Yeah, that uh, that'll uh, allows you to play it with a controller, and it uh, and it works great." It was uh, it was pretty. It, so you could do it that way. I just felt like doing it the the uh, the pure way. And this Dolphin Bar works so well. I have other Wii games on my backlog now that I can play through this thing. So it was for twenty bucks. It was well worth it. But, yeah, dol- uh,
0: Dolphin's definitely come a long way because I remember playing with it a couple years back and it didn't run anything basically it's Um, got
1: yeah Dolphin 5 made a big big difference Uh, it's weird because they list uh, they list Mario Galaxy because all the the Wii games have like a star rating in Dolphin to tell you how good the compatibility is right they list Mario Galaxy 2 with four stars and I was kind of like well what's the matter with it and basically the only problem is is that if there's a lot of shader effects on the screen so like say a lot of uh, fire during a boss fight or something it will stutter a little bit and that's pretty much it (laughs) oh um yeah it's but it's uh but yeah it's apparently much better than the old dolphin was and it runs almost the whole catalog now it can even run a lot of homebrew stuff uh basically does the entire gamecube catalog now uh it's it's pretty crazy and it's it can be demanding like you can um if you turn on anti-aliasing uh i actually even can't turn on the full anti-aliasing because it will choke my 1080
0: (laughs) that's weird that's bad yeah
1: yeah, but it's you don't need. But basically, you can either play. I can either play the game upscale to 4K if I want with no anti-aliasing turned on, or I can play it at 1080p with a bunch of anti-aliasing turned on. And it's way better to play it at a lower res with high AA than a high res and no AA. Um, right. But it makes like the game just looks incredible. And yeah, aside from the a little twitch here and there, it 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 ran at 60 the whole time. I was. uh It's really cool. Um, that's that's good. So, yeah. Uh...
0: And have you played any other games? It was this week. It was mostly that. And
1: I've been playing uh, through this. Well, I got a review code on PS4 for this game called Brutal that I'm playing through. Or It's Brutal with an at sign for the A. It's a a roguelike that uh, it's a fully 3D game, but it's designed to look like one of those old school, really old school roguelikes that uh, where you like played it with ASCII text um oh yeah from back in the day you'd have to look at screenshots of it to know what i mean but uh the developer actually gave me a code for it to try it out it's been greenlit on steam but it's not on pc yet oh okay Um, it's pretty fun unfortunately i'm having capture problems with consoles right now so i i don't know when i'm gonna put my video up of it but it uh it uh it's really neat it's you know it's a roguelike you've got to like that kind of game but uh it's it's a really cool concept in the way they sort of blend the
0: two genres. Are you still um, using your uh, Avermedia Extreme Cap, or did you get a different one?
1: No, I actually got ri- – well, it's annoying because I got rid of that a while a while back because I was having uh, stutter problems with it, and I actually replaced it with – I can't remember the model number because it's this stupid long thing, but it's a card by Micamsoft, which is basically one of the – it's a very high end PCI express capture card. It's considered kind of the gold standard. Like the game's done quick marathons, use them. Um, and uh, it's supposed to be kind of the best one there is. And it's doing the same damn thing now. So it might be uh, your theater. You'd think, but it did this on my old one too. Oh, so wow. I don't know what the hell's going on, but like, it's not, it's not the console because if I split the signal from the PS4 to a monitor, it looks fine on the monitor. It's when it's being processed uh, in, or encoded that the problem is. So, Unfortunately, well, Microsoft's a Japanese company, but this this card is the same one. It was just sold by a North American vendor who put their name on it. Yeah, I contacted their support people, but they're pretty useless, so I don't know. I'm going to have to play with that some. But it, it basically, the captured footage looks very, very stuttery. Like, it looks like the game has frame rate problems, even though it doesn't. Um, so I'm working on that. But, uh, but yeah, that's really good. And the only other thing I played just a little bit of is I played this, uh, it's been kind of making the the rounds on uh gaming social media and stuff is this game called Reigns, which is like this weird um it's almost like a choose your own adventure with cards kind of game it's for pc and it's also on mobile i've been playing it on my phone uh, and devolver put it out which is why i thought it, you know i was I, i'll play just about anything with their name on it and um it's this weird sort of quirky like it's a choose-your-own-adventure thing, but you're, like, trying to run a kingdom that has a bunch of problems, and you have to make problems by picking either—it's constantly choices. So you're presented with a scenario, and you have to pick one choice or another choice, and then those choices feed into other choices, and then uh, you have to go from there. It's Again, it's something you'd have to look up, but it's actually—it's pretty fun. It's, like, three bucks.
0: Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. The games I have been playing were uh, No Man's Sky, and mm. uh, they released a patch this week for No Man's Sky, which— Seems to have fixed a lot of the frame rate issues. I was going to say, I heard it helped. Yeah, because uh, I don't think mine dipped below 60 frames a second after that patch came out. So oh, that's
1: good. So, I'm glad I mean, they're dealing with that stuff quickly.
0: Yeah, because before it was like, it was dipping to like 35 frames a second. And I was like, what the, my, Oof. my computer has, I have a 1070 in it. It should be able to run this game. Yeah. Uh, but... And it would only dip that for... It wasn't like consistently 35 frames a second. It would just dip there. And uh, yeah. if they've definitely optimized it a little bit more. And no, then I good. also was playing uh, a little bit of Final Fantasy 14. Uh I was leveling up my crafting jobs because I actually like crafting in that game. I'm weird. And then <laughs> they also... I've been playing uh, Pokemon Uranium. I was able uh, to. Yes, I was able The to get highly
1: illegal me. Pokemon Uranium.
0: <laughs> yep, and I posted a Let's Play on <laughs> YouTube, and uh, I'm gonna be actually... doing a
1: video on another Metroid Two remake soon too. I saw so fuck I you s- Nintendo. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I actually F-U thought.
0: Nintendo. I actually thought that uh, Pokemon Uranium was pretty well made. Like I haven't had any problems. Everybody with says it it's
1: good. It's a faithful yeah. Pokemon game.
0: Right, and I've been streaming it. And I streamed it on um, uh, Beam. Have you heard of Beam? We talked about it last week, but you weren't here.
1: I saw that you were doing that. I've heard of Beam. I have never looked
0: at it. So Beam uses their own... They basically took OBS and recoded it to use a new encoder, which is called FTL, which they need to incorporate (laughs) into everything, I think.
1: Because so is sorry, is Beam a service or is it software?
0: It's like Twitch. Oh, okay, it's a service. Yeah, Yeah, it's a service. So with Beam, uh, and you can use either RTMP, which is through XSplit, or you can use their Tachyon, which is basically OBS but recoded, which uses their FTL. If you use RTMP, it's about a five second delay as opposed to Twitch, which has like a 20 second delay. Or huh. if you use Tachyon, there's literally like a 0.2 second delay. Holy crap, really? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. It's like real time because, uh, and I, th- I thought when I read it, I was like, that can't be, you know, it's got to have some delay. And so I started using it and I was playing Final Fantasy and I had my Link Shell, a couple of people from my Link Shell hopped in and I would say something in the stream and they would instantly reply to it. It was amazing. Cause usually that doesn't happen. Usually you're talking and then, you know, twenty to thirty seconds later somebody replies and then you have to remember what you were talking about and remember what they replied to. And this is instant, which is fantastic for actually communicating with your, your followers. Yeah. Also That's Really neat. Um beams Level of entry for partnership is a lot lower than it is for uh Twitch. So hmm. if you looked at the the partnership level of entry for Twitch, it's it's gone up over the years. It used to yes, be like it, it used to be like you had to have like three thousand followers with like two hundred people in the chat at one time or something like that, and it's gone up. Yeah, it was you like you to had
1: to have X number of people in your chat a minimum of three times a week.
0: Yeah, something like that, and. Yeah. Uh, Beam's similar, they have, like, you you need to stream, like, three times a week, and you need to uh, Mm. have a certain amount of followers, but Uh uh, Twitch's is now 500 viewers at a time. Oof. Anytime you stream. And considering I can rack up maybe, you know, 10.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 10 is a high for me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, Beam's level of entry is 300 followers. Okay. And thirty people in your stream at a time. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean it's a lot I'm lower looking bar. At their, of site here.
1: their site is a hell of a lot slicker than Twitch's is.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a very pretty site. So part mm. of me is really wanting to just focus on Beam. But mm. I have I have like almost six hundred followers on Twitch. So it's tough.
1: Yeah. It's it's, it's, tough. it's so, very tough.
0: So what I've been doing is I've been using Tachyon to stream to Beam. Uh the only problem with Tachyon is it's it doesn't allow you to use uh like NVEC or Quicksync. You have to use Oh it's
1: CPU only, yeah. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't take up that much. It takes up like maybe five or six percent of your CPU, which isn't a ton. And yeah. it's I I mean the the instant response is what I like about it. If you go to the main page, last night there was uh you know, like the you like Twitch, you play Twitch type thing.
1: I see they have like a cat, a whole category for that.
0: Yeah, um, they. I was playing Final Fantasy through that, so like there was yeah, Final that's Fantasy actually, X that's on exactly
1: there. what's happening right now on their homepage. Final Fantasy ten, and you can, and they have the like bo- actual on screen controls you can click.
0: Yeah, and huh. it will actually control the character and everything.
1: That's. Wow. And yeah, and obviously with almost zero stream delay, that makes this type of thing way easier to do.
0: Oh yeah. So I am huh. actually really wanting to focus on beam. So if you you should make an account and follow me. Um <laughs> go to beam. I think it's beam.pro for forward slash reton is my Yeah, uh, it looks like it's it my is, beam. yeah.
1: Beam dot yeah, uh, let me see. Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. And uh, pr- make an account, press the follow button. You don't have to, of course, anyone listening to my chat is what I'm talking to, or in my podcast. Yeah. Uh, I might. I'm,
1: I wouldn't mind f- playing around with this service, though. This is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and it really... Uh, it, I can't stress enough how much it helps the interaction between people. Having no doubt, zero yeah. chat delay. Even if you use XSplit, mm-hmm. because XSplit mm-hmm. does have a plugin to use Beam, or go to Beam, uh, mm-hmm. but they don't have the codec or whatever, the encoder for FTL.
1: Well, that's just an RTMP. It's just an RTMP feeder, most likely. Like, you could use OBS with this if you feed with RTMP, but, yeah, you won't get the the complete lack of delay.
0: Right, but you still get, like, it's like a three- to five-second delay or something like that. Which is,
1: that's more than reasonable. I mean, yeah. Like, Twitch, yeah, Twitch with the, Twitch with the, um... The like, button,
0: there's like the a button, button you turned press. on
1: that's like lo- lower lag that brings it from like 50 seconds to 20.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. And that. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to take up a lot of uh, resources. And so I, I just I want to get it out there. And it's owned by Microsoft. Beam's owned by Microsoft now. So, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I that's guess what we, they they just got they just got bought recently. I guess. Yeah, that's that's what we just spoke about last week was that Microsoft acquired Beam. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So if I stream, I'm going to be streaming to both uh, Beam and Twitch at the same time. So, let's move on to the actual news stories, huh? Yeah. Uh, Titanfall 2. Have you played the demo yet? I have not. Is that open for everybody? I know it it's is, on PS4. It, it is open for everyone at Xbox 1 and the PlayStation 4. Oh,
1: okay. I'll, yeah. I'll actually yeah. queue that up and start I'll queue that up and start downloading it then cuz I, I didn't know that. I thought you had to be accepted for it or something.
0: No, well they did for like the early early access thing, but
1: right. um
0: anyway, so the that's the thing I don't like about it is that it's only for PS4 or Xbox 1. They don't have a PC version.
1: They gave the some they gave some reason for that, didn't they? Quote reason. I don't remember what it was, but they said there was some reason for that.
0: Uh according to respawn CEO, uh there are two big issues from a development standpoint hardware variety and min spec optimization. Uh, so basically so they don't basically... have it optimized.
1: Yeah, basically he's saying it's not. Uh, yeah, basically he's saying it's not uh, ready for the PC. It's not tweaked, yeah. so it, it would run crappy. Which you know what? The, the, as excuses go, that's a fairly reasonable one.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, okay. At least they're honest about it. Yes, um, and yes. this is and this is what they're calling a tech test. It's not a beta, which it's the same thing. Let's be fair there. Uh, it, but it is yeah. for Xbox one so the it actually ends today the tech test for the first oh. for the well, yeah, 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 for the first part of it next okay. weekend uh Friday through Sunday, they're gonna have another tech test
1: <laughs> okay so, well I can download it in the meantime because yeah it's 12 and a half gigs to download on PS4 oh
0: so. yeah do you not have an Xbox one
1: I do, but that's going to probably be knowing Xbox One. That'll be even bigger.
0: <laughs> well, I was so, well because uh, if you get it for the Xbox One, then we could play together.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. I can always grab it on there too.
0: Yeah, that's true, and then uh, we could test gra- out Beam.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I can always I can always grab it on there as well, and we'll see.
0: Right. So, I mean, I
1: will say that I, I I'm curious what engine they're using this time, but because uh, the Titanfall One, uh, the PC version was actually quite good. It was. Um, yes. It was well optimized. Funny enough, and I didn't know this at the time, which I find really kind of amazing. The um, Titanfall one apparently ran on the source engine. Oh, which I was like, what? I was like, because I'm like, that's an old ass engine. But there's been rumors for a long time that Valve is working on a new completely redone version of the source engine. And apparently uh, that was running on some like, I guess, some version of that.
0: And then maybe Half-Life 3 will come out.
1: Maybe it maybe that's the engine that's gonna power half. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I'm curious if this is
1: still on source or if they've moved on to 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 something else. But yeah, if it is some variant of the engine that powered Titanfall One, like yeah, the PC version of that was fine. I don't think we'll have any concerns there. Yeah, I
0: don't think we're gonna have too many problems. I liked Titanfall, but I, I also did kind of I I'm really bad at first person shooters. I think that's mm. my main problem, but. I I'm what I mean to qualify that with is I'm really bad at first person shooters that are like Call of Duty or those you know Twitch based games basically. Mm-hmm. And so I I mean I liked it and I was okay at it sometimes, but a lot of the time I just did really really poorly. So yeah. it was like Call of Duty with mechs.
1: The biggest problem with Titanfall for me is like, I, I enjoyed it and I, I still like the concept of it, but I don't know why. And this is what happened to most people is, and I think it was maybe down to the fact that at the end of the day, it didn't have, at least in the shipping version, didn't have a, really a ton of content. I just kind of flamed out on it very quickly.
0: I think that's like I of people I was, did that.
1: Well, that's what happened to most people. That's why they ended up giving away all the season pass content on PC because the PC community kind of dried up for it. But it was weird because I was like, you know i i because it was kind of like i actually like i don't i don't think this is a bad game i actually enjoy it quite a bit but then i I, yeah i just flamed out of it and i was just kind of like i'm kind of done with this but this one's interesting because it's got more it's got more mechanics like the whole like dash and like grappling hook thing looks really cool this is actually going to have a campaign in it which i'm curious about how they how they do that because the universe is cool
0: yeah it says there's Um, a single player uh, yep. Story is at, because the first one it had a campaign, but I well, never played it.
1: The because, campaign, well, it didn't really. The campaign was some multiplayer levels that had a voiceover at the beginning and the end. That was literally it.
0: Yeah, I, so I wanted to do it, but I couldn't because every time I would try to queue for it, no one would join the queue. I waited. I for have like everybody hours. did
1: that when it came out and then stopped. But like, I have yeah. no idea. Like, I, I I couldn't tell you what the the story of that was. I still don't know. No, oh, okay. So, uh if they the story did there was not much to it, but yeah, if they, if they did a proper campaign and could actually flesh out that universe, I think that would be pretty cool. I yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, and I I'm I'm uh if there's more stuff in it, I'll probably be into it for longer cuz the I yeah, they had a real good idea with it.
0: They did, and I like I mean, I like mechs, So, obviously. Yeah, me too. Growing up with
1: that was the thing. It was sci-fi, but not all the way sci-fi. You know, like it it wasn't super hard sci-fi, but it was it was cool.
0: Yeah, growing up with things like Power Rangers and stuff, I like giant robots. So yeah, absolutely.
1: So that was. Yeah, I I hope they do well with it. Yeah,
0: and apparently there's new mechs in the new one, so or new titans that you get to use that add variety. I would hope because I think there were only like three in the original. If I'm
1: yeah, something like that.
0: Like you had like offense, defense, and balanced, and that was it. Like you didn't have, uh, yeah. a huge variety of just tank, attack, and then kind of your average Joe. So yeah, exactly. Um, l- let's transition into another game that we spoke about a little bit. Uh man, we this game is. I like it. Let me say, I like No Man's Sky. I didn't mm-hmm. have huge expectations for it. But mm-hmm. when it first came out, uh, Sean Murray, the guy yep. who made one of the main guy who made the game, he said yeah. something to the effect of, oh, any DLC that's coming out is going to be free. Uh-huh. And I think Sony was like, N- wait, no.
1: They're like, wait, 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 wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we like money. Yeah. And so he had to kind of backpedal and say that <clears throat> um, maybe in the future there's going to be paid DLC. And I would assume that Sony kind of got to him and said, hey, we can't do that because we want more money. And he's like, ah, shit. Because he probably, he's probably set right now. Like with the amount of money that he's got for, for No Man's Sky, he is probably set oh, yeah. for life. At For all the point.
1: controversies about expectations and everything else with that game, this that game has already sold a ton of copies and a very few people made it and they own it. So they right. yeah, they're 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 fine.
0: <laughs> now Son now Sony's getting a chunk of that money, but they're not gonna get you know, they're not gonna make it so Sean Murray has to go live on the street. I'm sure he is pretty well off right now. Well, yeah,
1: like Hello Games owns the IP and like Sony, I don't even think is publishing it. Sony just helped market it. I don't even think they're the publisher on the game.
0: Right. And so it looks like if you read the um, bottom here, too, it says uh, in better news in the same interview, Sean Murray says that he hasn't ruled out an Xbox One version. So and then he also says he doesn't he wasn't sure all that he was allowed to say.
1: So yeah. he, they, they, I imagine they have for the marketing money Sony gave them, they probably have a timed exclusive for either six months or a year. I'm sure they will have the freedom to do an Xbox one version or a whatever version later if they want.
0: Right. That's what I'm thinking is that after a year, uh, there's going to be an X, Xbox One, maybe Definitive Edition or something that comes out that has, if there is It's the DLC. same thing that
1: happened with uh, with uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, right. Microsoft gave Square money for a year exclusivity on it, but this fall, the PS4 version's coming.
0: Right, and so same thing's going to so. happen with, the, uh, with No Man's Sky, most likely, yep. I would imagine. And yep. so have you played the game, or was it just not your uh, cup of tea?
1: Well, so I I was hoping it was very, very good, but I kept my expectations in check. And when I came out and I heard that people were disappointed in it and and how bad the PC version was, I said I was going to hold off until probably it was either fixed up and or on sale, because basically this is spurred. I used to play Elite Dangerous with a group of people who have all been kind of like, you know, we haven't played that in a long time. We should go back to that now. Uh, and that's probably what we're going to be doing. But a buddy of mine uh, got the game gifted to him and has played it a fair bit. And he basically said what a lot of other people have been saying, which is that it's fallen well short of what was promised. And he's a big elite player, and he just doesn't think it it's there. He says it probably will get there someday because they are conti- going to continue to update it. But he's kind of like meh for right now. See,
0: and I got kind of meh on Elite Dangerous. Just Yeah. It was just it wasn't there's what a lot I of wanted.
1: similarities to them in terms of gameplay experience right. and like like very different games in many ways but it is a lot of repetitive tasks and a lot of the same you know a lot of the same thing over and over again elite the difference with elite now is that elite has come a long way because they had a major expansion that added you know they've got a lot more stations that you can actually land on planets now in elite and drive around um you can do a whole bunch of other stuff so Elite was in a very similar position as No Man's Sky when it came out in terms of amount of content. The difference was, is that Elite was crowdfunded and Elite didn't have any major publisher hyping it up. And they actually kept their hype relatively low outside of their own community. Right. So when it came out, there were a lot of people who were kind of like, eh, there isn't much to do here. but. Their hardcore community kept them going, and now that game has evolved, and a lot more people think it's a lot better now. And that's where I suspect No Man's Sky will get.
0: Uh, We—it's not one of the topics that we're actually talking about. But did you watch the Gamescom uh, Star Citizen hour? Uh, I did gameplay not.
1: Thing? I did not. But I know you said after that you were like, "Holy crap! This looks like it might be a real video game now."
0: Yeah, it looks pretty. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. It, it's like an hour long, so I kinda skipped through quite a bit of it. Yeah. But yeah. it if it's you know, obviously they were playing it. They were actually on computers. It wasn't a CG thing. So hopefully mm-hmm. the expectations where it's actually stays that good. Uh, but obviously you gotta always with video games, gotta gotta look at it and say, Okay, how are they gonna fuck this up? And in the game. And there's you know, a lot they,
1: of potential for that, but man, right.
0: they had <laughs> you know, they had somebody flying the plane, you go or plane, uh, spacecraft, and then they land Space on plane. a plant they, they land on a planet, they go into this like city, and they get a mission to go out, and then, then you go out and you follow the mission directives, and you find a derelict ship that is they have to go into to go grab a new item or something like that and hmm. like everything it's seamless at least right now it's seamless so you leave you you go onto the planet and then you get in the ship and you fly around in the derelict spaceship because it doesn't have anti-gravity so you have to use your jetpack inside the ship and mm-hmm. it looks great and then you know the transition from uh being You know, in space and then, you know, jumping right out of your ship and being able to jump right into the uh, first person shooter gameplay is pretty great, too. That would
1: be pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: So and I know No Man's Sky is similar, but as I said last week, uh, I think of No Man's Sky as kind of Star Citizen light. So, yeah,
1: I mean, Star Citizen is aiming for a whole other bracket compared to, you know, No Man's Sky or even Elite. Like, they are just aiming for something so much bigger.
0: And one thing I found funny, I was reading, um, somebody had left a comment on a video somewhere, and it said, it was talking about No Man's Sky, and it was like, I don't know why these developers are so lazy. It would take them, like, one week, to, one guy, one week to program... The ability oh, yeah. to see other players.
1: Yeah, and, I work in game dev. I t- I totally know this to be true. Yeah,
0: and then <laughs> it would so take funny. it would take maybe three to four weeks to add in PvP. Yeah, and I was just like, like D- that's not how video game design works. I was just
1: like, if it's that easy, you should apply at Hello Games because they'll probably hire you and pay you a ton of money to- for your immense elite skill. <laughs> yes.
0: Also, I don't think you their know. servers could handle it.
1: Well, there's that too, but that's a yeah. whole other ball of wax.
0: Right. So, yeah, um, super hyped for Star Citizen. Uh, I hope it's good. I really do. I, I said
1: that game is either going to be one of the best games ever made or one of the biggest disasters in the history of video games. Not Nothing in between. They, but I hope it's good. I really do.
0: You know what I don't understand? And, and then we'll move on mm-hmm. to the next story. What I have never uh-huh. understood is how games, game companies like Blizzard... Final Square Enix. Mm -hmm. Um in in Seasoft, you know, all these game companies who make MMOs, they've done it before. They know that they need tons of servers and how what they need to do to optimize their servers. Every time they release an online game, they fuck it up somehow. Every time. Yep. They do. And I mean,
1: I don't know if it's because of some of it I know is because like I I've, I've read some stuff about this from, you know, actual sysadmins and that and part of the reason they do that is is because the there's always that big initial rush and that you uh, uh, on the servers that even's out you don't want to overbuy capacity because then you've bought you know, you've paid extra for a whole bunch of capacity that you're never going to end up using in the end. Right. But at the same time like there has to be some other way like, especially in the era of, like, on-demand stuff where you can spin servers up sort of on a whim and things like that, there has to be a better way to do this where you where you can balance that better. Because, yeah, I understand, you know, you have all this capacity that you don't want to go to waste, but at the same time, it also looks really horrible on you if your game is, you know, if your game has a horrible launch and people can't play it. Like, there has to be some other way.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, like AWS. Amazon Web Services. Yeah, like, any
1: number of these scalable solutions, you know?
0: Yeah, and you could just say, like, I think that AWS will just expand with how many, how much shit you have on there. And I think you can make it so that it'll just keep getting bigger. And then if you yeah. want it to be smaller, you can make it smaller. So uh, yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what? All no. Else? I mean,
1: you know, I I work in IT, but I don't work on that level. So I mean, who knows? You know, it yeah. may be more complicated than I think too. You know, it's like I work in IT, and I know that you could fix this in just you know right. in one hour with just one moderately competent network engineer. No, not really.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so. yeah. I would just think that they would over like if they went on with an online service like that with AWS, they would just overbuy services. And then yeah. when it starts to even out, just kinda scale it back.
1: Yeah, the idea is supposed to be that with with a service like AWS, if you've implemented it properly, that yeah, you can literally just turn it up and down as you need, but uh yeah, I don't know if there's a reason why they don't do that or 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 who knows. But uh I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But you
0: know what you know what I do know? Mm-hmm. is Gawker is closing down.
1: Well, gawker.com is not the whole of it.
0: Right, so um, Gawker has been bought out for $135 million um, Mm -hmm. for its Media 7 websites, including Gawker.com itself. So Gawker.com is technically shutting down uh, as we know it, but it is being bought by another company called, uh, called Univision. Is that who bought it? Yeah, yeah they're you know, like a
1: can. they're apparently like a huge company that owns a whole bunch of different things uh yeah yeah so gawker.com the website like the gossip site or whatever you call it that that brand i guess is closing uh but all their other sites kotaku jezebel gizmodo all of them are are they're staying they're staying up uh yeah. whether or not you know no one knows what kind of changes they're going to be making or uh anything like that but yes they are uh, staying alive, at least for the time being.
0: So here's the the report that was, or, or kind of article that was put on uh, Gawker.com, and it says after 14 years of operation, Gawker.com will be shutting down next week. The decision decision to close Gawker comes days after Univision successfully bid 135 million for Gawker Media, six other websites, and four months after Silicon Valley billionaire Peter Thiel revealed his clandestine legal campaign against the company Ugh,
1: clandestine.
0: okay okay let's they are t- they are not taking anything responsibility here like there's something nope. called accountability and yep. that's to say we illegally posted somebody's private information on this website. something that shouldn't have been posted on here and we got fucked because we did something illegal that's not what they're saying what they're saying is oh it's all his fault because he decided he just wanted to sue us
1: yeah no sorry sorry to pause here in the middle of this but can you give me two seconds i just gotta i just have to run something up to my girlfriend really quick
0: okay i'll pause it so Um, anyway hulk hogan and uh... yeah, so, so I don't know, like the thing, the thing that
1: drives me crazy and I, it was like, um I think it was Leanna Kersner uh, on her YouTube channel brought this up a while ago when people were screaming, oh, you know, all these people who are going, oh, this is just rich people stifling free, you know, free, free speech. Hilarious. These people talk about free speech, but, um, you know, this is uh, uh, a, a rich guy stifling free speech and freedom of the press and blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like. What Leanna Kersner said is I'm like, no, she's like, you don't guys don't get how this works. He didn't buy the verdict. He helped fund Hulk Hogan to go after them. But the courts ruled in his favor. Like, this is a battle they would have lost anyway. He just made it possible for the battle to happen. The guy didn't buy the verdict. He didn't pay
0: off the judge. Right. He didn't make it legal for them to do it.
1: No, like, exactly. The ju- like the judge like the judge ruled that what Gawker did was illegal and that Hulk Hogan was owed money for it. It just so happened that someone was willing to give Hulk Hogan the money he
0: needed to pay lawyers. Well, and Hulk Hogan, I mean, to be fair, isn't the greatest person for what he said in the video or for what he did in the video, but no, it's it this is something doesn't like, matter.
1: It's private. Yeah. It's private stuff. You didn't give permission to release that what he said in it is irrelevant. As long as he didn't like, right? As long right. as he didn't commit a crime in the in the video, it, you it doesn't matter what he said. That's irrelevant.
0: Well, and I mean, he lost a lot of uh, a lot of gigs, gigs. I guess uh, you know he got. Taken out of the WWE Hall of Fame. He got taken, he got fired, released from the WWE, uh, which he was kind of a part of the WWE, is what's called a Legends contract. Right. Which means he could show up and still get paid for appearances and stuff. Um, okay. He also got taken out of WWE 2K16, I believe, which according to other wrestlers, um, the check that you get from WWE, Two K, sixteen, and and all those games is a huge fucking check. Like, I bet it is. Like that, I didn't get any numbers, but um, one of the wrestlers I was watching an interview, and he said that uh, he had his mail mailed to his mom's house so that she could keep it or whatnot or open mm-hmm. it for him. And he got a check from WWE or from uh, Activision or Two K. Sorry. 2K, yeah. He got a check from 2K, and he's like, oh, open it. And he said his mom nearly fainted because it was the biggest check he's ever gotten. Yeah. So it's, they obviously. Licensing
1: deals are lucrative.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So obviously, you know, that's a lot of money that he was probably counting on because he was in some pretty financial straits there for a while. Um, Yeah, didn't he have tax problems or something like that? His wife divorced him okay. And she got a really good lawyer when she divorced him, and she got 70% of his assets. Oof, okay. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was a 50-50 state. So the problem with 50-50 states is no matter who earns the money, uh, the money and assets are divided 50-50. Unless one of the people claimed domestic abuse. And ah. she she claimed domestic abuse, which as far as I know, has never been proven. Yeah. Uh, so, I I mean, I, I obviously don't know their situation. They might have happened. and But as far as I know, that didn't happen. Right. And uh, so she ended up getting 70% of his assets and his house and then started hmm. having sex with a 19-year-old.
1: Well, there you have it.
0: Yep. <laughs> no, and I mean... Th-
1: I mean the thing is like yeah the 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 thing is I I don't really even blame Gawker for taking this stance because you know they're going to take whatever stance is in their own interest that's what Gawker does with everything. Oh right. But you know but the thing that drives me nuts is when a lot of people many of whom are considered respected journalists are also the ones st- standing up all of a sudden defending this gossip rag basically going you know again this is stifling free speech and freedom of the press and it's and you know it's the rich people getting you know one kind of speech for them and another kind for everybody else and like don't get me wrong like i peter thiel is kind of a piece of shit i don't like the guy at all and i don't like his political views but you know he had a legitimate beef with gawker gawker outed him as gay when he wasn't ready for that yet you know if that was done to anyone who wasn't a wealthy one percenter the outrage brigade would be in full Friggin' combat mode but because it was a rich white guy it didn't matter and right yeah it's you know and then what they did to hulk hogan was was also illegal again like you said hulk hogan not the best person in the world either but it doesn't you know it doesn't that doesn't mean that like just because it's not a good it didn't happen to a good person doesn't mean you you suddenly have license to do it right yeah i mean gawker is operated with you know even before any recent or it's not even recent anymore it was 2 years ago but even before any recent controversies regarding ethics in journalism it like gawker has operated with pretty much zero concern for anything but themselves their entire existence that's been their whole business model and like yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to cry a single tear for seeing them get owned they deserve it
0: yeah and they're getting bought by Univision i don't know if Univers- Univision is going to Basically allowed them to, you know, keep business as usual. Or well, you know, it
1: was very interesting actually. Um, the uh, I read something recently. I forget where it was, but uh, Univision actually has a very, very uh, detailed and in-depth code of ethic ethics. Oh, do they? Um, that basically says that a good chunk of what Gawker published, like. Assuming they they you know implement this this apparently assuming that's not just window dressing and that's actually an enforced code of ethics, if you read that ethics policy, basically the most all the most controversial stuff that Gawker published, they won't be allowed to publish. Oh, good. Uh, under Univision's banner, like Univision explicitly says, most of the real clickbaity crap that they've done would not be permitted anymore, which might be one reason they're closing the Gawker brand specifically.
0: Maybe, because uh, I just mean, be to
1: get that taint out of their, out of their, you know, out of their stable,
0: maybe that'll make uh Kotaku better.
1: I hope so, I because there are some good writers at Kotaku that and then there's also, you know, Jason Schreier and people like that. But yeah, there are good there are people there and there are good articles that do come out of that site sometimes. There's some good long form features and stuff that come out of there that are good. It'd be nice to see more of that and less of the garbage that they're known for
0: right uh kotaku uh they should just get rid of jezebel just close that down i'm kind Uh,
1: of surprised that one's still going but apparently it's popular for yeah depressing
0: it's (laughs) jezebel is definitely not the best site that they have (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, uh, it's like, it's Gawker's version yeah. of the Mary Sue, and the Mary Sue is fucking terrible. Right? It's it's like I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> if
0: if you don't know what it is, it's basically the all men are sexist site.
1: It's their all. It's the yeah. It's their kill all men site basically. Yeah, and it, uh, yeah.
0: it looks at everything and it it doesn't do a very good job. I don't. I've read like maybe one or two articles on Jezebel. Uh, I like yeah. Gizmodo. Uh, and that's that's probably my favorite site of theirs is Gizmodo.
1: Apparently, people really like io9.com. I don't even really know what that site covers, but apparently, people think it's pretty good.
0: Io9 and Gizmodo have merged. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go, then. So,
0: <laughs> uh, basically, right, it then. was just uh, tech news and science y stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that's uh, that's about it for our thing. Uh, you know, Gawker's closing down. We've got No Man's Sky creator uh, decided that there might be DLC and and Titanfall 2 uh, beta next week. So if you have a PS4 or an Xbox One, uh, go download it and you can play it next weekend. Uh, Tell me, where can we find you online, Parallax Abstraction?
1: Um geekbravado.com is my blog and also kind of a jumping off point for my other content, but I'm also at youtube.com slash pxabstraction and uh twitch.tv slash px abstraction. Um I'm hoping to get more stuff up on those places soon. I'm trying to stream a bit more lately.
0: Um what about beam? I,
1: well yeah, I might I, you know what looking at that it's cool. I may give it a whack for sure. Um right and yeah, and I've got a I'm hoping if I can get some of my capture issues sorted out, I'm hoping to to get some more um, PXA Peaks videos out soon. We shall we shall see. But uh, and yeah, I might if I do decide to take the day off on Tuesday for Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, I might be streaming
0: that all day.
1: I haven't decided yet, though. We'll see.
0: <laughs> I it may... depends
1: how ba- how bad my ticket board at work is at the end of the day tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I may end up uh, taking a day off for that. I might just I might not even buy it until next weekend. So. Yeah. I, I am looking forward to that. I loved the uh Human Revolution and, and all that. So mm-hmm. uh,
1: I so, replayed uh, Human Revolution. The director's cut on stream before Mario Galaxy 2. And yeah, still still fantastic. Right. And this game apparently is more of that with some of the kinks ironed out. And it also looks a lot better, which Good. is awesome.
0: You can find yeah. me, Nathan Reaton Spruce. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Reiton on Twitter. You can find me at www.youtube.com forward slash Reaton. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv/reton. You can find me at retonentertainment.com and the newest addition is beam which is beam.pro/reton. Uh I'll be streaming there anytime I stream on Twitch. I'll try to stream on uh I'll try to stream on there but I'm worried that it might have like a impact on my gameplay or the stream quality if I stream in the two places on some games, I was able. You'll to need
1: do, to do a lot. Take it from me, when I used to stream to both Twitch and YouTube, you'll need to do a lot of testing. But it yeah. could be, it's possible, but it needs a lot of testing.
0: Well, I got I got Final Fantasy fourteen working really well on both. So there you go. I need to get a third monitor is what I need because that way I can have, two like two screens that are one beam, one Twitch, and then one's my gameplay. Mm -hmm. That would make it help. That would help out a lot. But anyway, thank you for being here, Parallax Abstraction. Maybe you'll be here next week. Maybe not.
1: Maybe. We'll see if I'm about. Yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, everyone have a good day. Goodbye. See ya.